Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Robert Blake, Chief Executive Officer of Acronix Semiconductor. He has worked in the semiconductor industry for over 25 years. Prior to Acronix, he was the Chief Executive Officer of OctASIC Semiconductor based in Montreal, Canada. Robert also worked at Altera, LSI Logic, and Fairchild Semiconductor. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Robert. Very pleased to uh, to join you today, Daniel. So, Robert, first tell us about your background and how you ended up leading Acronix Semiconductor. Well, I've actually spent uh, you know a very uh, long time in the semiconductor industry. Actually, starting back when I lived in England, I was uh, fortunate to uh, to study at Durham University, which is up in the northeast of uh, England, and I. I studied a master's degree which combined business and chip design. And although the technology that we used at that time was very old compared to the seven nanometer and five nanometer products that we build today with TSMC, I think it was a very good foundation for the things that I do today. After uh, spending some time there, I, uh, as, as you mentioned, I, I spent some time at uh, Fairchild, uh, LSI Logic, and then I had the opportunity to move here to Silicon Valley. And uh, the, I spent uh, 17 years at Altera uh, doing a whole variety of different technical sales and strategic marketing roles, which I think has been a great preparation for joining Acronix. Great. So we've worked with Acronix for quite a few years, but give our audience a refresher. What does Acronix do? So Acronix, uh, we're based here in, uh, in Silicon Valley. Uh, we build high-performance FPGA-based chips that are used for a broad range of data acceleration applications. Uh, we have a unique position in the marketplace uh, because we are now the only independent company uh, that provides both high-performance FPGAs as well as licenses an embedded FPGA IP technology. The chips that we produce, we have uh, a family of high-end FPGAs or FPGA-based data accelerators that we call as a brand name Speedster. Uh, the latest uh, product family reached production at the end of last year. That's called Speedster 70, and those are built on TSMC's seven nanometer technology. But we also offer customized speed core embedded FPGAs, and obviously those could be used in ASICs or SOCs. And uh, to date, the customers that have licensed and used that technology collectively have manufactured more than 15 million cores. And the most uh, important part of our products that ties all of these things together is something that we call the Acronix CAD environment. And this is a full-featured suite of tools that enables engineers to quickly innovate and develop production solutions using any of our different products and technologies. Great. So engineers are facing increased pressure to execute their projects faster and cheaper. Um, how do FPGAs and the eFPGA IP help them achieve that? Well, if I took uh, a first example and talked about the Speedster 7T uh, family of products, these are a, a high-performance uh, FPGA-based solution uh, that is uh, used for a range of both cloud and edge compute and high-speed networking applications. These products are really a 
fusion between high-speed flexible ASIC connectivity blocks, things like 400 gig Ethernet, PCI Express Gen 5, and the latest high-speed memories. And we've combined that or fused that together with a flexible FPGA-based uh, fabric. You know, this technology um, we offer to customers um, in a uh, PCI form factor acceleration card uh, that we manufacture with a partner, Bitware, that's part of the Molex Corporation. And this is an ideal platform for customers, design engineers, to immediately start innovating using our products. Uh, they can uh, uh, develop a product that is based exactly on our vector path acceleration cards, or they can choose to put chips down on a board uh, and use those in their own application. Now, the embedded FPGA IP offers a very different paradigm. For those customers that really need to get the highest levels of performance and efficiency, they can simply uh, ask us to right-size or customize a piece of FPGA fabric with exactly the resource mix that they need for their application and then integrate it in their own ASIC. And what that enables them to do then is to retain all of the flexibility that they need with an FPGA-based solution and combine that with a cost and performance optimized ASIC solution. All right. So FPGAs are typically considered difficult to use by some people and maybe only suitable for prototyping applications. Uh, what has Acronix done to help change the perception of FPGAs for your customers? I think if you go back you know, many years in the FPGA business, I think exactly your comments would be correct, that FPGAs were you know, perceived as a very fast entry point to build a product, uh, maybe used for prototyping, but then once you'd moved into production, you wouldn't need them. I think that that's as FPGA technology or the types of FPGA data accelerators that we build today is really kind of a fusion of the best in class ASIC and FPGA technology. And so what I see today is that no longer are they only being used in this uh, prototyping arena. These types of devices are now really being used as a production solution. And one of the reasons that I think that that's important is that we're kind of sitting in a world today where uh, the compute environment has become much more heterogeneous. It's not just x86 um, anymore. It's GPUs, it's uh, CPUs, um, it's uh, uh, ASIC technology. And what we're seeing is, is that FPGAs are being used in their own right as a flexible data acceleration platform. And the ability to change them is fundamental to the applications that they're being used in. So that really is, is creating a very, very different paradigm shift for the types of applications that the products are being used in and enabling customers to get to market quickly, but also deliver the highest levels of performance. So the FPGA industry has gone through huge changes over the last few years with the acquisitions and such. So today, who are your competitors and how does your technology compare? So obviously we have a, a number of uh, uh, FPGA manufacturers that, are, that uh, build standalone products. One of our big differentiators is the fact that not only do we build high-end um, FPGA-based data acceleration chips, but obviously we also license our IP, and that does differentiate us from some of our larger competitors. 
What I would say is that we've really continued to innovate in our products. Um, we've not, um, we've looked kind of holistically at the problems associated with this new paradigm of, of, of um, a heterogeneous compute environment. And what we've tried to do is to innovate in key areas, uh, the computation pieces of our chips, uh, the data transportation pieces of our chips, as well as the high-speed connectivity and interfaces. And what I would say is that we've chosen to innovate in those areas uh, by enabling a connectivity that's, that's um, uh, provided by a very high-speed NOC or network on-chip architecture uh, that provides a framework for customers, which I would say is, is much more software-friendly for customers to design in the, their applications. And so overall, when we compare ourselves to our competitors, we look for certain classes of applications in compute acceleration and network acceleration where our architectures offer a performance advantage. Right. So what market trends are leading to the adoption and growth of your technology? I think the, the first thing is the fact that you know, we are now collecting worldwide massive amounts of data um, and there's a requirement to uh, uh, process those data sets to extract value and uh, as those data sets grow uh, there's a desire to to uh, process those quickly uh, with greater efficiencies of compute efficiency not only performance but but power consumption efficiency and so what we see is that that is causing a this heterogeneous compute environment where you need different types of technologies to provide the right levels of efficiency. And so this is a, a very exciting growth environment for us to be in. Um, our chips can be used in applications for uh, machine learning. Uh, uh, as a recent example, we've demonstrated uh, that our products are very efficient for doing a function called automatic speech translation. And uh, in those applications, it's the architecture of our chips that enable us to very efficiently process thousands of simultaneous voice streams uh, in, an, in an algorithm. And so I would say you know, broadly, the, uh, the increase in the requirements for a flexible compute environment where algorithms continue to change, uh, there's requirements to have security uh, for data sets that are in motion and in, at rest, and these require flexible acceleration. And these are the kind of applications that really fit very well in the architecture of devices that we've built. Very interesting. I agree completely. So Acronix is a private company. Uh, any plans to go public? You know, what's in the cards for Acronix over the next five years? So we intend to continue to uh, innovate uh, our products. Obviously, I think 2023 is, is certainly at the first half likely to be a tough year as we see that you know, many customer companies um, are seeing um, you know, reductions in their, in their revenues. Uh, for us, we're continuing to uh, grow. We expect to continue to grow in 2023. Uh, we're introducing new products. I've mentioned our Speedster seven nanometer uh, products that reached production status last year. We're seeing very strong design activity in those areas. Uh, as we continue to grow, we will introduce later this year some uh, next generation products that will build on the success that we've had with Speedster 7T. 
from a finance standpoint, yes, uh, our investors uh, are very interested in us uh, taking the next step and becoming a public company. And so we're starting to make, uh, make the steps that will enable us to do that. And that's obviously uh, will also depend on uh, the market conditions. And, um, but I would say that from a company, we have been profitable for many years. Uh, the last time that Acronix raised any finances was back in 2016. And so as the company continues to grow and builds new products, both in the Speedster for the standard products, as well as licensing our embedded FPGA technology you know, in, a, in a range of applications, that's what we expect is going to uh, drive our success. And so um, at a high level, the, uh, the growth for us is going to come out of compute acceleration, both edge and cloud. Uh, high-speed networking applications, including building smart NICs. And then in our embedded FPGA technology, uh, we see traction in that in a variety of different marketplaces, including more recently uh, automated driver assistance uh, applications where these embedded FPGAs are used in SOCs for ADAS functions for sensor fusion. And so we see some exciting growth market opportunities for both the standard products, as well as our licensed IP. That's good to hear. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've enjoyed working with Acronix. Uh, I have a great respect for your company. We've actually been working with you since 2017. And I see you at the conferences. You're very engaged in the ecosystem. Uh, you're very informative. So just one final question. What's the best way to engage with Acronix? So uh, obviously we've, uh, we, we, we have our, our website, which is uh, obviously acronics.com, where you can see uh, a first level of the products and services. Uh, we have a worldwide uh, sales force in each of the key geographies uh, and a dedicated sales and technical support organization. Uh, we're fairly active in most of the different uh, technology conferences uh, to uh, showcase our products. And, uh, and so we'd be very happy to engage tell potential new customers about the products and services that we have and enable them to uh, to evaluate those technologies uh, and see the kinds of innovation that they could deliver by using our products in their products. Great. Thank you very much for your time, Robert. It's a pleasure meeting you and I hope to touch bases with you again soon, uh, maybe to talk about an IPO. I uh, would very much like to do that. And Daniel, thank you very much for the opportunity to, uh, to be on the podcast today. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.